August 13, 2010, Frankel wins for the first time at Newmarket, beginning an incredible run of 14 wins. All great streaks start somewhere, so start your own with Betfair's free bet streak. Simply bet £20 on the Betfair exchange and get a £5 free bet. With each free bet you win, you'll get another. It's that simple. Free bet streak from Betfair. Weekly opt-in, back on exchange bets, placed Monday to Sunday. Minimum odds, £1.55 free bet awarded at Bet Settlement. Valid for 72 hours, T's and C's apply, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by attheraces.com, your ultimate resource for finding winners. A sensational weekend's racing ahead with the Irish Champions Weekend at Leopardstown and the Curra, and live on Sky Sports Racing, the Doncaster's St. Ledger meeting and the Grand Prix de Paris from Paris Longchamp on Sunday. So much to look forward to and a man who will have an incredibly strong team for the weekend's racing. I'm delighted to say joins me now, champion trainer Aidan O'Brien. Welcome back to the Final Furlong Podcast. Thank you very much, Jim. Good, good afternoon. Great to get to talk to you again. I know it's an incredibly busy time for you, so thank you for taking the time to do so. We'll start with the St. Ledger in Santiago. Irish Derby winner, Royal Ascot winner, and third to the King, Stradivarius, last time out in the staying division. How has this preparation been going for the big race? Yeah, good, Emma. Uh, um, uh, we've been happy with him since Goodwood hasn't done an off lap, but while he's been while he's done, we've been happy with. Um, um, we were very happy with him. He's running Goodwood, even though he, he only finished third. Um, the race might have just planned out properly for him. He just hit the gates on Ryan and travelled very strongly through the whole race, and he never Ryan never really got a chance to give him a, a breather. He was just a little bit too much on the bridle, um, but he ran well. And because of that, he, he um, probably just when he dropped him, he didn't have far to go in the straight, and he didn't really get time to have a blow and go again, you know. So, but we were happy enough with the run, and he seems to have come out well. well. And it was always the plan to come straight to the St. Ledger then. Uh, the fact that you know he's going to stay the trip is obviously a, a massive advantage. He seems to have a, a lot of class as well. How confident are you ahead of Saturday? Yeah, no, he's a good traveller, Emmett. Uh, always was. Um, and we think he stays. Like, obviously, he's shown that he stays. Um, but like he's had a, a busy enough year for a three-year-old. But, but uh, he's a hardy, solid type of horse. Um, and like we never really had any doubt about the trip really because we had it in our heads that he would make a lovely cup horse next year Excellent and is the secret out with Frankie Dittori? Um Well I suppose the whole the, the, the whole uh, jockeys and even runners at the moment is not uh, really decided and what will what, happen is on Thursday they'll do all their, all their tests and then uh, then we'll see who's left standing and and, uh, and then we'll divide up the horses and then we usually put the jockeys on after that and that's what we usually do so and, and the reason we don't we try not to, to mention any anybody what we're thinking because if we did change a mind or if horses didn't run here horses ran there we didn't ever, would never want anyone to be disappointed but obviously we're delighted to have Frankie uh, booked for the ledger Fantastic so he is going to be riding it's just a matter of if Santiago passes all his tests, then all good. He should be on board. And we'll be recording on Thursday as well. So we'll be talking about it with Jane Mangan and Roy Delargy then. Um, who else yeah. could join Santiago on the trip to Doncaster? Um, I suppose there's... Uh, Mitigal is a possible to go. He ran very well in a, in a group race at Leperstown his last start. Um, Tiger, Mars. Um, might not go. He he might stay in Leperstown for a mile and a half, or he could go to the Grand Prix de Paris. So not really decided. And uh, Dawn Patrol is uh, obviously another uh, obvious one that that's uh, more than likely if everything is well, who would go with him as well. 
It's going to be a strong team. To stay at this distance, the Irish version, the Comer Group, International Irish St. Ledger. Uh, Sovereign, obviously an older horse, but he's going to be the star attraction. How is he since he's run behind Enable in the King George? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, he's good. Uh, he's um, He's been uh, doing everything uh, good. Um, I don't think he's ever... Uh, he ran He ran over that trip at the Curra and was first run back and got a little bit tired with Seamus, but he's never been really tested over uh, when he's properly fit before. But uh, it would be interesting. He seems to be in good form. Um, uh, we were delighted with his run into King George and, and uh, obviously he's, he's heading to the Irish Ledger. And in terms of the other horses that are entered in that race, we have multiple entries for the St. Ledger and for this race. And as you've already mentioned, the Grand Prix de Paris at Paris Longchamp as well. Will it be Thursday when you finalise decisions? Yeah, at the moment, uh, um, Emma's watching that I've gone with the filly, uh, Passion, a uh, filly that won a, a group race at Nace. So at the moment for the Irish Ledger, we're thinking of, of the two. Excellent. So we have two guaranteed runners there, and that's that's going to be very, very interesting on Sunday. The feature event is definitely the Irish Champion Stakes, and Magical will once again face off with Rayath, Gayath, depending on the pronunciation that you want to go for. Uh, I think that back to Leopardstown, given the fact that she's the defending champion, and it's a very different track to York, we might see a, an improved performance here, or a different performance. How has her preparation been going, and how happy are you with her since York? Yeah, no, she's in good form. Um, everything has went well. Obviously, Orcat wasn't far uh, away, but uh, everything has went well with her since. Um, and uh, obviously, um, uh, no, she's, everything has been very straightforward with her, uh, as she usually is uh, in it. And in terms of, obviously, Ryan Moore is going to be available, which is a huge advantage to you. Facing off with Reath again, how are you feeling about that? I know, uh, like, obviously, we would be looking forward to the race. Um um, like we thought she ran very well the last day uh, in 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 uh, York and, and uh, like I said we would be looking forward to her uh, running against him again as uh, uh, Town if he does come Do you feel she could close the gap? Um, well, obviously uh, like we'd be looking forward to the run uh, uh, Emmett um, you know we're very happy with the filly and uh, and uh, obviously, uh, any horse that we would run in any race ever, we would always run uh, because we think uh, that they would have a chance of winning, uh, obviously. Okay, well, Caroline Merton and I were saying yesterday that we think we're going to see a, a better performance on Saturday. So we're looking forward to that. No pressure, Aiden. Uh, Japan. Yeah, uh, thing, things yeah. haven't quite gone to plan with, with Japan. He, he just he didn't perform at all in the King George last time out. But how has he been since? Yeah, no, he's good. Uh, very happy with him since. He just didn't. He came back from Aska with a pair of very sore feet, and uh, um, he went barefoot for ten days, and, and his feet settled down and came right back. And he was shod after that, and, and uh, he's been in full work with his shoes back on for a good while now. Uh, no, we're very happy with him as well, uh, and obviously we think uh, that uh, that was the reason for his uh, disappointing run in in uh, Ascot, and, and looking forward to seeing him again. And he could be joined by Anthony Van Dyke and maybe Armory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there'd be two uh, very strong possibles to go with him. Vatican City is there as well, and Magic Wand is there as well. But Magic Wand might go to the Phillies race uh, in either France or, or the Coran Sunday, and Vatican City would have a, a choice between the mile at Leperstown or running in the champion. Um, Armory looks like. Uh, he would go there and um, uh, we were delighted with his run the last day and, and uh, we think he's a horse is, is going to progress uh, uh, from run to run. 
And you've mentioned Vatican City potentially tackling a mile. You've got a lot of options for that. You've also got some entries for the park stakes, the group two over seven furlongs as well at, at Doncaster, Wichita uh, and Lancaster House. How close are you to finalizing decisions there as to who will be tackling the mile and who will be possibly going to Doncaster? Yeah, we're thinking at the moment that uh, Wichita will go to Doncaster for the seven and, and most of the others might come to Leperstown for the, the mile. So that's what we're thinking at the moment. Excellent. And Aidan, so many juveniles to talk to you about. Uh, we'll start with the star of the show, really, this season in Battleground. Uh, impeccably bred, brilliant at Royal Ascot, even better at Goodwood, and all set to line up in the Goffs Vincent O'Brien National Stakes. Yeah, that was always the plan with Memis, and uh, uh, obviously everything's been fine since Goodwood, and, and uh, we were looking forward to seeing him, seeing him run again, you know, so he's a big, powerful, straightforward horse always. And um, so uh, it's uh, so far so good since his last run. Lots of class, no difficulty with the trip as well. I- ideally, where do you see him developing as his career goes forward? As a classic horse, do you see him as a miler, as a 10 furlong horse, possibly a derby horse? Uh, yeah, it's probably, listen, he's, he's by Waterfront on. he's not slow, uh, even though he's ever found, like you would imagine, uh, you would be delighted if he ends up getting a mile, really. Um and obviously he could get further, but I, I suppose like you would be thinking uh, at the moment, but obviously when he take one run at a time, that it's a guinea's horse he could be for next year. And Found was obviously an absolute superstar for you, an, an ARC winner and a Breeders' Cup Turf winner for you. It's frustrating for the lads that she hasn't been able to produce as many um, offspring just yet, uh, not enough progeny yet, but what she has produced is an absolute superstar and we look forward to seeing who she produces next. Uh, who could join Battleground in the National Stakes, Aidan? Uh, military style could go as well. He's a horse that won the set, set group three, seven furlongs at Leperstown. Um, St. Mark's Basilica could go. He's a horse that ran in the hinds. And uh, there's another horse there, Wembley. He could run as well. Um, Ontario is there as well. So, um, any, listen, it'll depend on the, the combination that the lads will be happy to go with. Um, but they're all like very possible at, at the moment, Emmett. Uh, and I heard you talk to Gary O'Brien about your juveniles. That It's fair to say that some of them were a little bit under the weather for a period of time. And so while it may have appeared as though some of them were being disappointing, in actual fact, they haven't been able to perform to their absolute best so far, some. Yeah, no, listen, maybe that's it. And, and like maybe this just didn't, we didn't get into a good rhythm with them with the year and it might have affected some of them. So um, um, listen, obviously they're... Uh, they're running respectable now lately so um, uh, we think and hope um, that they, they will, will leave that behind them um, and uh, we just have to be a little bit gentle and careful with them for, until the end of the year really and essentially they're big babies Aiden. it's all about developing them and, and getting them to come forward but given the fact that the year was so interrupted we didn't really know when we were going to come back to racing we weren't entirely sure what was going to happen with Royal Ascot was it that you then had to rev the horses up to get them ready for those meetings and then try to deconstruct them and rebuild them? I think so, uh, Emmett, obviously, yes. And, and a lot of our horses are kind of classic bed horses as well. So it, it, that's it exactly. We just had to lean on them. And we only had a, a week to get them out. And, and uh, because the, obviously with the new rule, uh, we'd ask us, and firstly, we were hoping that we'd get there and then they had to have run to if they were going to get there to get into the races because horses had to have form so uh, it was a lot of rush stuff and like obviously it was far from ideal um, 
but we were obviously anxious to have runners in Ascot and compete in the two-year-old races, which it's kind of always important for the Irish uh, line of form and the ratings and everything, uh, European ratings uh, through the year. So, um, but listen, uh, some of them ran, ran there and some of them ran well and, and uh, some of them came back over well and some of them didn't, you know. So, um, listen, there was no uh, one-size-fits-all, really. They were all different and they were all individuals the way they coped with it, really. So we can keep the faith with the horses that we like so far and Battleground there's been no questions with him anyway he's top of the class so far and hopefully he'll pass his test again on Sunday in terms of the Moyglare stud stakes the Phillies who are you looking at running at the car on Sunday um, yeah obviously uh, Mother Pearl is uh, we're thinking of uh, Snowfall is in there as well um, more beautiful is it possible if the ground stayed good and then there's a Philly Divine that won a group three there uh, Red Evie uh, would, would be a sister to found she's possible as well so um, they're all possible at the moment depending on what way the ground is and depending on how they are at the middle of the week but I suppose um, um, yeah, that's what we're thinking at the moment and for the rest of the, the meeting there's so many different races at Leopardstown the Curra Parry Longchamp and Doncaster what are you currently really looking forward to unleashing over the weekend? Ah, oh, Jamie, um, I, I suppose really what we're obviously hoping that the horses run well, uh, really, that's, that's all you can then hope for. Um, listen, it, it's, a, it's a big weekend and it's competitive in all the races. Um, starting in, in Leperson on Saturday, the Phillies race, the um, the seven furlong Phillies listed race. There's a filly had a run in Punchestown, could run back there Monday. And then the next race is a handicap. Um, Keats and Kipling, uh, there's two handicaps for them one in a mile and a quarter, one in a mile and a half. So they'll probably split up the matron, then obviously peaceful, so wonderful. Um, then the the KPM juvenile stakes, and there's chances like high definition Wembley, Van Gogh. Uh, possible than the Irish champion we spoke about than the boomerang we spoke about and then the Kiltiernan stakes it's what, whether uh, Tiger Mott goes there or, or whatever and uh, Horst Persian might start there and then I suppose Doncaster we spoke about the Champagne uh, the Park stakes is, is Witchell and then we spoke about the Ledger and then the Cora the Blanford is the, is the, the Phillies race Magic Wand I suppose is, is, would look like the main one if she went there uh, Lupita Fernandez is in the, the sprint but whether he run we're not sure he only ran the other day the Migler we spoke about the National Stakes we spoke about and the Ledger we spoke about and then that's the handicap the other one where Kipling and Yates will probably split up one and go to either and then and then obviously then in, in Longsham on Sunday Mogul um, might go Serpentine might go on the, the the Grand Prix de Paris and then we'll see what happens in the champion whether something runs in, in the Phillies race there or not. So I, I suppose that's the general drift of, us, of what we're thinking at the moment. And beautifully done, Aidan. And Mogul, of course, brother to Japan, who won the Grand Prix de Paris last year. How do you feel he's come out of his run last time out? Yeah, he came out with the very same. Like he's like he's having no runs. And we just feel like we haven't got the best of him or he's having the best of us. Yes, he's, he's, <laughs> he's so big and powerful and he, he's made like a mile run. We just haven't been able to the sources of his ability yet because he's he's uh, he's so big and powerful and he's doing his work so easily it's probably casting him and catching him a little bit in his races because he mightn't be as fit or as tight as we'd like him but he's going to get there one of these days um, we think that we haven't seen the best and we're not convinced about 
the, the mile and a half for me, even though he's getting it and, and it's very possibly the horse could end up going back to a mile and a quarter or even could go back to a mile. But it will be interesting to see how what way his career will go towards the end of this year and next year, you know. So um, we just have to play it by ear with him and, and watch, uh, watch his space with him, really. He's going to be fascinating going forward and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him, hopefully on Sunday as he follows in his brother's footsteps in the Grand Prix de Paris. You mentioned Peaceful, Aidan. We've only seen her twice this season, but two fantastic performances. Irish 1,000 Guineas winner, and then the form was was flipped with Fancy Blue for Dunica, uh, winning the, the French Oaks, the Prix de Diane last time out. But two mighty runs this season. How confident are you back to the mile in the matron? Yeah, no, we, we think it's a nice starting off point for her again. She had a break after France, and... Uh, and we're starting up back there and, and she could go up to a mile and a quarter in the next day in France on Arc Day. So that's what we're starting back. We think it's a nice start back race for her. Uh, obviously, the Matron's a, a very good competitive race and lovely place for, for a filly. So we'll start her there and see. And I think, listen, it's going to be competitive. There's going to be good fillies in it. But like really, like we'd be delighted that, that she runs a nice race and we think she'll progress plenty from it. And I can't ask you about her without asking you about the star of the show the best filly you've trained, love, as she bids for the arc. Yeah. How is her preparation going? Yeah, good. The build-up is, is our build-up has started and it's going well uh, so far. Um, she's done very well since York and done very well up to York and, and since then she's, she's uh, everything has went well with her. She's she's big and strong and powerful and bold at the moment. Um, but like so far, so good with her and uh, we have another four weeks, uh, kind of four weeks from last weekend. So, um, um, everything's going well so far, Amy. Can you just explain to us briefly, Aidan, how difficult it is to prepare a horse for a 1,000 guineas, a classic over a mile, and then to get her to stretch out over a mile four for the Oaks, and then get her for a prep race for the Arc? That that can't be easy. I know. She listen. She's obviously very good filly, uh, Jamie, who is in charge of her every day. Wayne, who rides her out, and I work, rides her in our work, and Stephen rides her in all her canters. So they do a great job with her. Um, Mike leads her in our work, um, and Chloe rides her when when Stephen can't ride her on Sunday. So it's all the big team around her, really. Uh, everyone that does all the work with her. They're the people that uh, um, it's it's have the hard hard job with her. But she's very straightforward. Everything has went very well with her so far. She's very natural. Uh, she's, she seems to have plenty of pace and she seems to stay and relax and quicken and do all the stuff uh, so far so um, no one listen she was very good last year um, she she when she won the Meigler she was very impressive and um, listen she and she ran plenty so that means she learned plenty and she hardened up and got a lot of experience last year which was a big help for her this year really you're always so kind to throw praise on everybody else, Aidan, but we all know that you're the genius and we're looking forward to seeing what she can do. It's going to be a fantastic clash with Enable, possibly with Gayath as well. Um, of all of the horses that you run this weekend, who are you most looking forward to seeing? Sure, I'm looking forward to them all, really. I mean, they're all individuals and like they, they've all had separate characters and they've all went through different work periods and, and uh, they've all had their ups and downs in the work and good days and, and maybe days that are quiet and like you just like to see all the horses if they're able to run and do themselves justice on the day really and and, uh, and everyone to be happy overall with what, what has happened the weekend so um, it, it's um, like we're like we're just delighted hopefully they get there and, and hopefully they'll run, run well and, and just uh, 
hopefully we'll be all here to watch and enjoy the races really well said an Irish Champions weekend unlike any we've ever experienced but at the same time at least we have it to watch and I'm very much looking forward to it Aidan thank you so much for your time the very best of luck to you ahead of a huge weekend hopefully uh, lots of success to come your way a pleasure Emmett really appreciate it thanks very much Aidan O'Brien champion trainer joining us again on the Final Furlong Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. On Thursday, Jane Mangan and Rory DeLarge join me as we preview the St. Ledger meeting at Doncaster, the Grand Prix de Paris, live on Sky Sports Racing, and Irish Champions Weekend. It's going to be a blockbuster show. Lots of gravy hopefully to be found for the weekend. Speaking of gravy, right now you can win. Don't forget that yesterday I asked a question on the Final Furlong Podcast. Tweet the answer to that to at Final Furlong Pod using the hashtag FFP Mug Club. You didn't think I was going to ask it again, did you? No, you got to listen to the show. But tweet us, hashtag FFP Mug Club in our podcast with Chris Cook, Caroline Murta, and John Dance. Questions asked reasonably early on. Tell us what the answer is and you could win yourself a Final Furlong Podcast mug courtesy of the Final Furlong Podcast Mug Club. Uh, we'll announce three winners on Monday's show. We were going to do two and then we just went mad. You know what? Let's do four. Each show, we're increasing it. So four winners will announce on Monday's show, a final Furlong Podcast mug could be yours. Use the hashtag FFP Mug Club with the right answer to the question we asked. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're well. And I hope you're looking forward to a brilliant week's racing like I am. It should be blockbuster stuff. We'll chat to you Thursday. Take care. God bless. Will it happen or won't it happen? You can bet on it with the Betfair Exchange. Proud sponsors of the final Furlong Podcast. Have you downloaded the free app The Races app yet? With easy-to-use race cards and form, expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting, it's the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracescom forward slash app for more details.